Blog Talk Radio.
Hi, welcome to another episode, Saturday Night Blog Talk Radio. This is Prayer International. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything um, through the next two hours, um, give us a call. Um, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. You can go to our website, which is prayerinternational.org. So, next two hours, um, I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. doesn't really matter. Um, trust in the Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, give you complete and total control over this broadcast. Let the name of Jesus Christ be glorified and magnified in every word that is spoken, Father, every prayer that is prayed. Glorify the name of Jesus Christ tonight. Father, reveal to everyone who's listening out there the sound of my voice, whether they're listening live or they're listening to an archive episode, Father. Reveal to them the nature of your presence, Father. Reveal to them the desires of your heart, Lord. Reveal to them your plans and your purposes for them, Father. Reveal to them the calling that you have placed on their life, Father. Reveal to them the place that they actually sit beside you, Lord. As your word declares that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Father, reveal to them the vastness of your resources, the vastness of your vision, Lord. Reveal to them the blessing which you desire to pour out upon their lives. Father, reveal to them the truth of your word tonight, Lord. For we know your word is true, Lord. You said that the word to come from your mouth will not return to you void, but will accomplish that for which you sent them. So, Father, tonight, Holy Spirit, reveal to us the words of Jesus. Reveal to us the words of life, Father, the words of truth. You said, if we knew who it was who asked for a drink, we would ask of you and you would give us living water. Father, give us that living water tonight that we would never hunger and thirst, Lord. Develop in us a thirst for righteousness, Father. But also develop us in us the knowledge, Lord, that our righteousness is like filthy rags and that we're saved only through your righteousness. Father, give us the identity, Father. Help us to comprehend and understand that our identity rests in Christ Jesus, that our lives are hidden in Christ. Father, that our righteousness comes not from our own works, but from his work on the cross, Lord. That you have declared us righteous, Jesus, before the Father. Your word declares that you have perfected forever those who are being sanctified, Lord. Father, you have written on our hearts your words, Lord. You've written on our hearts your law. Your word declares that you are the potter, and we're just the clay. But it says we're being molded and shaped and fashioned into the image of your Son. Your word declares that we are beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord and are being changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of God. 
Jesus, you said that it is to our advantage that you go away, because if you do, you would send us the Holy Spirit, who would reveal to us the things of the Father, who would reveal to us the heart and the mind of the Father. You said the Holy Spirit would take what is yours and declare it unto us, and would bring to our remembrance everything you said, Jesus. So, Holy Spirit, tonight I ask that you would open our eyes, open our hearts, open our spiritual ears to hear, Father. Change our perspective, change our outlook on everything, Lord. And let us see everything the way you see it. Father, let us have your desires, your compassion, your heart for the world, Lord, your heart for the nations. For you said you're not willing that any should perish, that all should come to repentance. Father, you gave us a calling. You gave us a mandate. Jesus, when you said to go into all the nations and preach the gospel, you said that in your name we would heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Father, birth us tonight in the fire of your presence. Bathe us tonight in the rivers of your glory, Lord. Bathe us in your grace and in your mercy, Father. Let us experience, Lord, not what it's just like to have the Kabod presence around us, Lord. but the glory that only comes from the fire of intimacy with you, Lord, where we stand not in the outer courts, Father, not in the inner courts, Father, but we boldly go past the veil, Lord, which was ripped down and taken away by Jesus Christ. Father, so that we could boldly come before you, Lord, into your presence, lifting up, Father, the sacrifice of praise, Father, Lifting our hands and our hearts in worship to you. Father, worshiping you in spirit and in truth. For you said that you are spirit, and those that worship you must worship you in spirit and in truth. So, Father, that's the place that we desire, because that's the place that you desire for us to be, Lord. Is to be in your presence, to be ever mindful of you, to be ever mindful of your presence in our lives, Lord. Jesus, let your name be exalted tonight. Father, anybody who's out there, Lord, who needs healing for whatever it could be that's wrong, Lord, tonight heal them, Lord. Tonight raise their expectations, Lord. Tonight raise their faith. Let your presence descend into every household, in every car, Father, every workplace. Not for the glory of man, Lord, but for your own name's sake, Father. For the glory of the name of Jesus. Reveal yourself to us, Lord. This is Prayer International Radio. Our call number 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, give us a call. 
we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Majesty, worship his majesty. Unto Jesus be all glory, power, and
God. The kingdom of God is here. And all who are thirsty And all who are weak Come to the fountain And if you are
actually, let me rephrase that. If you're tired of being sick and you're tired of whatever disease you have, if you're tired of whatever infirmity it is, give us a call. We'll pray for you, and the Lord Jesus will heal you. Um, it's that simple. Um, when you're ready to be healed, take a step of faith and believe and trust the Lord for your healing. Um, the healing comes from the name of Jesus. It comes from the cross of Calvary. It says, by his stripes we're healed. So if you need prayer for something, um, give us a call. If you've got a demon, Paulus will cast it out because Jesus said, in my name you'll heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and cast out demons. Um, I didn't say it, Jesus did, um, but we believe God at his word. We believe that what he said is true. And the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if he said it back then, he still means it. And it's still possible through the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, whom the Father sent to us. So that being said, um, you know, um, we were talking, um, me and Paul, during the worship song, um, about uh, different church things, and um, the Lord's blessed um, all of us immensely um, through our lives, and um, the Lord always has different directions um, that he takes you in. You know, the Bible says a man will plan his ways, but the Lord directs his steps, and it says the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. You know, a year ago, um, when a uh, year and a half, something like that ago, when um, me and Chris started this ministry, um well, it's not even what you would really call a ministry. It's more or less two guys getting on the getting on the um, internet and praying and um, interceding because someone has to. And not saying that there isn't any people out there. We just couldn't find anybody doing it online that was live. And um, you know, people would send us prayer requests, and Chris would always um, make a little video to pray for them, send it to them, they get healed or. People would call into the radio show here, and we pray for them, and they get healed. And it doesn't actually matter who it is who's doing the show, who's talking, who's praying. I mean, because it really doesn't. Um, I could call my um, six-year-old daughter in here, and she could pray for you, and you would get healed. Not because she has some super anointing, but because she believes in God, and she believes what the Word of God says, and she knows that when she prays for people, um, that God answers her prayers, which is probably where we should all go back to, is believing that when we pray, that God hears us. And as it says in First John, it says, if you know, if we know that He hears us, we know we have the petitions we ask of Him, and so we can boldly come to God, making proclamations and declaring His word to be true, and then step back and watch Him do what He said He was going to do. And all we have to do is act in faith. Anyway, um, long story even longer. Um, recently, um, Chris has been going to an amazing church um, for the last couple of years um, called Citywide Harvest in um, Rockwall, Texas. The pastor is a guy named Larry Lee. I mean, sorry, John, John Aaron Lee, who actually, funny story about John Aaron, um, when I was in high school, um, in Rockwell High School in Texas. He was one of those kids that was sort of a legend. Um, because John Aaron, um, and I don't know how much of the stories are true, but I'm pretty sure most of them are, um, his father, um, 
Larry Lee was a pastor of like this huge, huge mega church. And it wasn't like the mega churches you see on TV. It was like literally you walk into this church and you could just feel the presence of God because it was the first church I ever went to. And I didn't really know anything about Christianity right back then. All I knew was the presence of God. And so literally you'd walk into this church and just feel the presence of God. And anyway, his son was going to the same high school I was. I didn't know who he was, never, never really heard of him. But I do know that I've been told by many people that kids who were demon-possessed would start running out in the hallway screaming and yelling because the presence of God was so strong on this kid. And him and Chris used to do ministry and evangelism and street witnessing and used to always see people get saved and God do things. Anyway, um, John has his own church in Rockwall and him and Chris are actually working to plan another church that um, Chris is actually going to be the senior pastor over in the next um, couple weeks. So any of you out there that pray, uh, and hopefully all of you do, um, start praying for that um, because we're really going to need guidance and wisdom um, and the favor of the Lord because we really don't have any clue how to um, open a church. We don't really have any clue how any of that works, um, except for we've been in churches before. But it seems to be where the Lord is leading us, and it seems so far it seems good to us and the Holy Spirit. And so um, we'll just see how that goes. Anyway, um, during the break, me and Paul were talking about that, and we were talking about tithing. And so I'm going to take a like five-minute break, and I'm maybe less. I'll probably try to get it done in like 60 seconds and talk about the tithe. The Bible says to tithe. The end. Um, that's pretty much the end of it. So um, for all you out there who go to church, be faithful to God and do what the Bible says about tithing. If you don't go to church, tithe somewhere. Tithe anywhere. You know, there's very many millionaires and billionaires in this world who aren't Christians, who don't believe in God, and they still tithe. Um, not because they heard it from the Lord and not because they're trying to be obedient to the Lord, but because they know it's this principle that works. And so they do it. We more so as Christians having the word of God and having um, the knowledge of the of being obedient to the Lord should do the same thing and um, honor the Lord in um, tithes and offerings and stuff. Um, you know, it really doesn't matter where you do it to, just to be obedient to the Lord. I mean, take some time, sit down, ask the Lord if it's true, if that's what he wants you to do, and then be obedient to the Lord. Uh Give it to a pastor, give it to someone on TV, give it to someone down the road, give it to us. I mean, whatever the Lord tells you to do, do it. You know, when it comes to your money, it doesn't belong to you, it belongs to God. Actually, not only your money, everything, your house, your chair, your bed, your cars, your pets, your animals, your body, everything that we have, everything we stand on, everything we walk through, the entire earth is the Lord in the fullness thereof. So theoretically, everything is his um, but the Bible says to give 10% of it. Um, and in doing so, um, he said it would pour out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive. And that being said, um, you know, I've lived a life of giving um, as much as possible. And I've seen the Lord be incredibly faithful, um, being the provider. You know, the Bible says that he's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider. Um the Lord our provider, and I've never seen him not provide. You know, David wrote, um, I've been young and I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor seed begging for bread. 
And if you'll trust the Lord with your life and everything in it, then he'll always provide. And he'll always lead you into the way of provision and the way of um, safety when you need it. Um, so giving whatever it is that the Lord tells you to give, you know, the Lord may tell you to give someone a dollar, and you give a dollar. He may tell someone to give a thousand dollars. You give a thousand. He may tell someone to give a million. You give a million. It doesn't really matter. You just do whatever the Lord tells you to do. Um, he may tell you to go give the neighbor across the street a hundred bucks. Then you give him a hundred bucks. You may be walking down the road. You see some homeless guy, and you're like, man, they're just going to buy alcohol. But all the Lord, sudden the Lord starts speaking to, to you and tell you to give him twenty bucks. So you stop and you give him twenty bucks. Not because of what you think about the situation and not because you can figure it out, but because the Lord told you to do it, so you do it. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. Um, it's like I was listening to a, um, a, a minister service um, earlier this afternoon, a really anointed man named Bill Johnson from um, California. He runs a church called Bethel Church, and he said in this um video I was watching, he said, you know, the reason that many people are still not healed and people aren't saved is not because God is not faithful in his word, but because the people that he put in charge of his word um, aren't obedient to it. And, you know, something he said, which is true, is a lot of times we come to him in prayer for things and we wonder why we don't see things happen, but the reason is not because God doesn't do anything, it's because he made us, He gave us the ability to do things in his name, and we just don't do them. So sometimes we just rather go to him in prayer instead of doing whatever it is that he told us to do. Um, and, you know, there are times that you need to pray, and there's, I mean, we pray all the time, every night on the show. Um, but, you know, if there's someone you know who needs to get saved, it's you always need to pray for for the Lord to soften their heart and for the Lord to reveal himself to them. But it's only going to go so far if you're not willing to be obedient to his word, which says to preach the gospel to, throughout all the nations and go up to that person and tell them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, you know, prayer and obedience go hand in hand. You pray and you seek the Lord, um, and then you hear from the Lord and you do what he tells you to do. Um regardless of what that is, because it's, I mean, the Lord will, it's one thing to go and pray to the Lord and ask him to do things where you can't be there, but it would be sort of ridiculous to pray and ask the Lord to send someone to minister to a person who is right across the street from you when you can do it on your own. Um, you know, I heard someone say once that if Jesus was actually here, that he probably wouldn't be in church, but he'd be out in the streets and in the cities and on the street corners um, trying to win the lost. And because he said he didn't come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. And, you know, a couple of things we're always going to talk about on the show is prayer, intimacy with the Lord, and um, winning the lost. Because there's a lot of them out there. If there was only one or two, people out there in the world who still didn't know Jesus, we probably wouldn't talk about it that much. Um, we would mention it every couple episodes, but the very fact that there's hundreds and millions of people out there who've never heard the name of Jesus 
means that every night we're going to pray and every night we're going to intercede and every night we're going to believe the Lord to send laborers into those places that we can't be at. And we're going to pray the Lord do things that we can't do on our own. And we're going to pray for the name of Jesus to go into every continent, to every nation, to every city, to every village, to go to every tribe and to every people of every language, every tongue, and every nationality. Until every person on the face of this planet has heard the name of Jesus and had a chance to trust him with their life. Anyway, um, every night we've been um, praying for a different nation. And um, so, Paul, what's our nation for tonight? We are. We're going to pray for actually two. Um, we're going to pray for Angola, um, and we're also going to pray for Africa. Africa is the world's largest, second largest, and second most populous continent. I want to pray for Africa because um, my spiritual father, Papa Taku, Aku Moses, is from Cameroon. Um, I'm going to see if we can't put them on the air here in a bit. But being that they're the second largest behind the United States, I definitely want to pray for Africa. Um, they're the second largest after Asia, excuse me, um, at about 30.2 million um, kilometers. It's 11.7 million square miles. So, um, but we're going to pray for Angola and we're going to pray for Africa tonight. Um, I don't know who all the listeners are. Um, we may have some listeners tonight that have family um, out of Angola. Um, it might have been in Andorra is where we're going to uh, preach tonight. It don't matter. Um, we may have some people that, you know, like me, that have family members, spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers. They may have blood relatives in Africa somewhere. Obviously, you know, most likely it's very likely. Um, but we definitely want to pray for favor and that the love of Jesus be poured over their lives, over there on that soil. Uh, it's definitely a place that I would like to see Prayer International have a major footprint in the earth, in, in the earth over there. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, we can pray for all three of those nations. Um, we still have an hour and 16 minutes left, so that's plenty of time. Um, so do you want to start us off, Paul? That'll be fine. Let's see here. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the platform that you provide for us, Father, the resources, our prayer international partners, who thankfully so seed in this ministry so that we have the ability, Heavenly Father, to reach out to these nations as we stand behind our name, Prayer International. As we spoke the other night, you put in my spirit that we will be reaching out, praying, 
as your word says, if two or three gather, just touch at anything, lifting your word up. That you're always waiting to hear our words for our relationship. As we lift up our words in the name of Jesus, we broadcast that resurrection power of Jesus over Africa, Heavenly Father. We stand in the gap, Heavenly Father, for your nation, all the nations, for Africa, which is the second largest and second most populous continent after Asia, Heavenly Father. The continent surrounded by the Mediterranean Sea to the north, Suez Canal and Red Sea along the Sinai Peninsula to the northeast and the Indian Ocean to the southeast and the Atlantic Ocean to the west. Heavenly Father, of the various 54 sovereign states and countries, the two states with limited recognition as it states here, Heavenly Father, for all other countries, all the states, sovereign of Africa, which straddles the equator and encompasses numerous climate areas, Heavenly Father, we lift up all of our brothers and sisters in Africa. I lift up Cameroon for Papa Moses. In the mighty name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, we pray, Father, over Algeria, Libya, Egypt, all of Southern Africa, Angola, as I draw in closer to where I'm at here, Heavenly Father, we pray for Sudan, Ethiopia, Kenya, the Dominican Republic of the Congo, Heavenly Father, Mali, Niger, Egypt, Somalia. Heavenly Father, your word says that you give us the power. As we stand in the gap, it's a point of contact, Heavenly Father. We pray that your sweet Holy Spirit pour out over this country for all the missionaries, for all the reverends, all the apostles, all the pastors, all the men and women that are sowing in the dirt of all the soil of the Sahara country here, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we pray that everyone that your word touches that strongholds of all the wicked religions we play a blessing over this country Heavenly Father we pray Father that you give all of your missionaries the favor, the anointing, 
that all the gifts of the Spirit will be poured out over this nation in the name of Jesus, that lives will be saved. Your word says that if you save one in the family, that you will save the whole household, Heavenly Father. As we lift up Africa from the southernmost point to the northernmost point, to the easternmost point, all the way over to the westernmost point. Heavenly Father, this is your people. You are the clay. They are your clay. You are the potter. And Heavenly Father, we pray that you give them favor, that your anointing will break down strongholds because your word says so in the mighty name of Jesus. If we have anyone in the screen room you've already spoke with that may want to pray over this country. If we got anyone in the chat room that would like to help us pray over Africa or one of these countries, um, you can call in the 619-638-8458. Dial in on line one. Just press one and talk to Sean. Let me back up here and go to the next, the other state. It's going to be Andorra. I'll let you pray over Andorra if you want, unless unless you need me to while you're in the screen room. What do you want? No, I can. Um, Where is Andorra at? I'm actually pulling up our list here so I can actually uh, figure out where Endor is actually at. Because until I talked to you, I'd actually never heard of Endora. Let's see. Endora is... Ah. Now if I look on my map... Okay, so it's in <coughs> France. The information that I sent you, you can actually click on it, and then also you can also click on the map, and you can click on the map, and it'll blow it up. Wow, that's a t- that is a tiny, tiny place. Mm-hmm. So they, they definitely need... Okay. Okay, right, so it's over in that area somewhere. Okay, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord... Father, for Endora right now, Lord, every person, Father, we claim in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father, that you would reveal yourself to them right now in the name of Jesus, Father, even tonight, Father, even tomorrow, Lord, you would begin to show those people, Lord, your presence, Father, for the Christians who are there, Father, you would begin to have them pressing into your presence, Father, pressing into your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, the the name of Jesus would be exalted and magnified and endure right now, Father. Lord, that you would start drawing men, women, and children to yourself, Father. Start releasing visions and dreams, Father, into them, Lord. Start releasing visions and dreams, Father. Raise up prophets and evangelists, missionaries, teachers, Father, preachers in the name of Jesus. Father, start bringing up the generation of children who know your name, Lord. Father, deliver those who are afflicted, Father, those who are bound, Father, by your mighty strength, Lord, through your Holy Spirit, Father, begin a deliverance 
and endure right now in the name of Jesus. We rebuke you, enemy, Father. We rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, and we declare the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ on Endora right now, Father. We lay claim to Endora in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, as your word says that you're not willing that any should perish, so that all should come to repentance, Father. In your name, Lord, we ask for salvation for every single person in Endora, Father. From the oldest all the way down to the youngest, Lord. That your name would be magnified, Jesus. That your name would be great and endure tonight, Father. Amen. You know, I have a um, big map on my um, the wall in my office slash prayer room, and it's 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 amazing to actually just sit here sometimes and I look up and I um, and you see the map, and then you see most of it you can't even see the colors because there's all the different names of all the different countries and nations, and then you have the islands, and you know we talked about how you couldn't. Even if you just pray for one nation a day, you can never get to all of them by the end of the year. And, you know, to intercede for nation after nation, um, we really need intercessors out there who are willing to commit to pray, even for five minutes a day for some of these nations. Because um, we have people call in all the time from um, various different nations, and We've actually had the honor of praying with um, pastors and people from all over the world, just like um, Papa Moses. And, you know, to hear how the Lord touches lives on the other side of the world and how his spirit's moving, not not only here where we're at in the United States, but also in Spain and in Africa and in Greenland and um, Asia, you know, there are still men and women out there who seek the Lord. You know, Elijah um, had this little incident in the Bible, I'm going to call it an incident, where after he had seen the works of God over and over again, he got scared by the enemy, and he went to hide, looking for, and he was looking for the voice of God, and in his prayer, Realizing that there's not always some massive wave and some typhoon or some hurricane or some tornado or anything like that when hearing the voice of God, but it was that still small voice that he heard, and he said, "Look, I'm alone and left." And the Lord told him, "No, I reserve for myself thousands who have not bowed their knee to the enemy." And even in today's times, we need to constantly be interceding and praying for those people and all the other countries out there, especially the ones where they're not even allowed to be Christians, which um, seems um, a weird thing to say, but it's true um, that there are hundreds of countries and nations out there where um, you can't openly proclaim the name of Jesus, but yet they still do because they value the salvation of people's souls more than their own lives. And they value the being obedient to the Lord more than they value their own lives. So there's no risk too great to see even one sinner come to repentance, even one person come to eternal life. So, uh, like Paul said, um, if you need prayer, if you want to pray for someone, 
give us a call. Our number is 619-638-8458. We're going to um, go into some worship for a few minutes, and we'll be right back.
God, that you're speaking to nations and that your word is speaking, Lord. Your word is going forth. Father, we just give you the praise, Lord. We just acknowledge you, Lord, that there's no other name in heaven and earth whereby men 
women may be saved, but the name of Jesus, Father, and we just thank you, Lord, that we can come to you and call you Father. We thank you for your goodness. Father God, we just ask, Lord God, your blessings, Father, on everyone listening tonight, Lord. Father, we pray for those that are even speaking things against your word. Father, those that are building other kingdoms rather than yours, Father, we pray, Father God, for the those that are blinded and those that are dull in their spirits, Father, those that, that don't know the truth, Lord, we just pray, Father, that you'd rip the blinders off their eyes, Lord, and that you would open up their spirits to the truth, Lord. Show them, Father God, when, when they do things that offend you, Lord, and Father, bring them to truth, bring them to Christ. Lord, we just pray, Father God, that you'd have mercy. Father God, on those that are opposed to your gospel, Lord, and for those that are standing and believing for loved ones and those that are standing and believing for friends and neighbors and coworkers, Father, we just join together, Father, with our Christian brothers and sisters tonight, Lord. And Father, we just declare, Father God, that your word would go out, Father, to the lost, that you would grant us a boldness, Father, to share our faith. That you'd grant us a boldness around our friends and family. Father, grant us, Lord God, boldness to speak truth. Father, we pray, Lord God, over your people tonight, Lord, that they would share and testify. And that they would overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And that their whole households would be saved. That their neighborhoods and their, their, their places of work the markets, the places of business, Lord, that the salvation would go to every hearer, every heart. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this platform that you've blessed us with. And Father, we ask, Lord God, for every person listening, that you would go into their homes by the power of your Holy Spirit tonight. Open them up to your truth. Open them up to your truth, Lord. We just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I don't know uh, who else is on the platform right now. Uh, Paul or Sean, are you there? I'm here. All right, great. Are you there? Uh, so, uh, what's that? Are you there? Yeah, I am. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, do you want to uh, get into the Word tonight? Is there anything you want to share for a little bit? And uh, if so, we're open. Sure. We can... um, That's great. Let's... um, I believe that the kingdom of God is all about the blessings and the blessings on obedience. We, at some point in our life, we have a choice. We can either be a heathen or we can call upon the name of the Lord in Jesus' name. And instantaneously, directly related to the victory at the cross, all of our sins, anything that we've done in our past, is washed away. Um, Being involved with prison ministry, 
Um, you know, there are a lot of men and women that the only reason why they're there is because they got caught. Maybe we didn't. Um, you know, if you look at John 3.16, it says, For God the Father so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that whosoever believe in him, Jesus, shall not perish but have have everlasting eternal life. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, and all have fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says that the wages, meaning the consequences of sin is death, but the gift, the precious gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. If we look at what the Word says in 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess, if we confess our sins. He, which is God, is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's what it says in John fourteen six. In Revelation 3.20, it says, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him, Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Now, according to God's word, are you a sinner? Well, that's covered in 323 of Romans. Would you like God's forgiveness of your sins? Well, we cover that in 1 John 1, 9. Will you accept that God raised Christ from the dead? And we cover that in Romans 10, 9. Would you like to invite Jesus into your heart in life right now? Well, to receive God's gift of forgiveness, eternal life, peace, love, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, is your personal Lord and Savior. The Bible promises if I will turn from my way, follow and trust Jesus, and invite him into my heart, Jesus will forgive me, you, and anyone who calls upon his name of our sins and make us a new person. So, let's make a short prayer here. Father God in heaven, precious Holy Spirit, 
We thank you for your son, Jesus. I am a sinner. We are all sinners. Lord God, I cannot save myself, nor any of us. We all need a Savior, Jesus. We believe you died for our sins. We believe you rose from the grave. Hallelujah. It was the only casket that was pawned for three days. You know, even back then, they had, I guess you could say, a a Holy Ghost pawn shop, huh? Um, Jesus pawned that casket for three days. He didn't even go back and get it. He just let it go, didn't he? (laughs) Hallelujah. Um, Please forgive us, Father of our sins. We turn to you, Jesus. Come into my heart. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with a magnificent love, a peace, joy, and a power. And make me the person you want me to be. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, trusting in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we all believe. We have eternal life once we are saved from going to hell. That's what John five twenty four and first John five eleven through thirteen says. My sins have been forgiven, it says in John one nineteen, and Philippians one six says God has begun and will complete a wonderful work in our lives once we become believers. John one twelve says, I am now a new member of the family of God. It says that he has called us out of darkness into his royal place, priesthood. Hallelujah. So, to, to build a strong personal relationship with Christ, we will. We will do what? Philippians 4, 6 says, take God every day. Talk to God every day. In the name of Jesus, by prayer. Read the Bible daily and trust God to speak to us through his word, as it talks about in Romans ten seventeen. In the fellowship with other believers, where Jesus Christ is Lord. It may be the church. It may be at Bible studies. It may be at promise keepers. It may be at women's conventions. You know, being a married man, we have a lot of women who serve God. You know, there, there are some men that believe that maybe women don't believe belong in the pul- in the pulpit. Uh, but you know, He created man first, but you know, man couldn't cut it alone. You know, he had to bring a woman into the picture to finish it up, to complete it, because we all need to help me. If you look at all the phenomenal women in the Bible today, hallelujah, how can we do without them? Um, you know, as a believer, I see more people pray 
um, for money. And if praying for money, if it really had an anointing on it, if there was really a breakthrough for us to sit on our knees and pray to God to bless us financially, why does the mafia have all the money and all the evangelists are running around, you know, uh, with no money? Does that make sense to you? Um, I believe that one of the biggest points where the church is missing in believers as a whole is to tithe an offering. Um, you know, Malachi 3.10 spells it out. You know, there's blessings on obedience. And if we look at Deuteronomy 28, it talks about blessings on obedience. It says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set up high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. And overtake you. Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. It says in verse 3, Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of the herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bow. Blessed shall be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies to rise against you, to be defeated before your face. It says in the Bible that he fights our battles. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessings on you in your storehouses, hallelujah, and in all to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. In verse 9, it says, The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God, and if you walk in his ways. Then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, and in the land in which the Lord swore to your fathers he would give you. That goes all the way back to Abraham. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give you the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. 
You shall lend to many nations, but you shall never borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath. If you heed to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. So you should not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day to the right or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. Now, that was 14 blessings. Now, on the flip side, as we have a choice to call upon the name of the Lord so we can enter into his kingdom presence, so we can be called out of darkness into his royal priesthood, so that we can be heirs of his righteousness, so that we can receive the nations that he has blessed us as he has promised us all the way back to Abraham. But he also allows us that if we don't follow his commandments, the first part of this, if you look at the landscape from the whole, the first 14 verses are the blessings. Now let's look at the other 56. 54 verses of Deuteronomy 28. Curses on disobedience. You have to ask yourself, do you want to be disobedient? Or do you want to inherit everything that Jesus has for us? Um, it says in Deuteronomy 28, verses 15, But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord, your God, Jesus, to observe carefully all of his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Says in 16, there's a little outline here that says, Buckle up, fasten your seatbelt. I don't know, does your Bible say that? Verse 16 says, Curses shall be, cursed should you be in the city, and cursed should you be in the country. Cursed shall you. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bow. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will send you, the Lord will send on you cursing, confusion, rebuke, and all that you set your hand to do until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doing in which you had forsaken me. The Lord will make the plague cling to you until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, inflammation, with severe burning, a fever, with the swore, with the scorching, and with mildew. 
they shall pursue you until you perish. In your heavens, which are over your head, shall be bronze, and the earth which is under you shall be iron. The Lord will change the rain of your land to powder and dust. From the heaven it shall come down on you until you are destroyed. I thank the Lord when he spoke to us in this chapter. Um, I think he was very stern in his word. He will take everything from us. It says, the Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You shall go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them. And you shall become troublesome to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your carcasses shall be food for all the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And no one shall frighten them away. The Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt. I remember the boils that Job had with tumors, with the scabs, and with the itch, from which you cannot be healed. The Lord will strike you with the madness of the blindness and confusion of your heart, and you shall grope at noonday as a blind man gropes in darkness. You shall not prosper in your ways. You shall be only oppressed and plundered continually, and no one shall save you. It says in 30, You shall betroth a wife, but another man shall lie with her. I think that's funny. I was just talking about the woman, how important she is in her life, how important the lady is in ministry, how she finishes everything. The Proverbs 31 woman. You shall build a house, but you shall build, but you shall not dwell in it. You shall plant a vineyard, but shall not gather its grapes. Your ox shall be slaughtered before your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Your donkey will be violently taken away from you, and you shall not be. Your uh, donkey shall be taken from you. Uh, excuse me, I, I, my eyes went away from me. Your donkey shall be violently taken away from you, and you shall not be, and shall not be restored to you. Your sheep will be given to your enemies, and you shall have no one to rescue them. Your sons and your daughters shall be given to another people, and your eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all day long. And there shall be no strength in your hand. A nation whom you have not known shall eat the fruit of your land and the produce of your labor, and you shall be only oppressed and crushed continually. So you shall be driven mad because of the sight which your eyes see. The Lord will strike you to your knees on your legs with severe boils which cannot be healed. And from the sole of your feet to the top of your head, the Lord will bring you to the king whom you set over you to a nation neither you nor yourself fathers have known. 
and there shall be and there shall serve other gods, wood and stone, and you shall become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations where the Lord will drive you. You should carry such seed out to the field, gather a little in, for the locusts shall consume it. You shall plant vineyards and tend them. But you shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes. I couldn't imagine serving all this, doing all this labor and having none of it for myself or my family. For the worms shall eat them. You shall have olive trees throughout all of the territory. But you shall not anoint yourself with the oil. Can you imagine having the fruit, the olive trees, which we so much, thousands, millions of gallons of oil, of olive oil is used every day throughout the world, anointing people and seeing people getting healed. And knowing that you have a gift of healing and knowing that you can apply that anointing oil on someone and they not be set free of bondage. It says, for your olives shall drop off. You shall beget sons and daughters, but they shall not be yours, for they shall go into captivity. Locusts shall consume all of your trees and the produce of your land. The alien who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you, and you shall come down and down lower and lower. He shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head and you should be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you due to disobedience and pursue you and overtake you until you are destroyed because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded you. And they shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder and on your descendants forever. I can imagine, I just couldn't imagine, you know, we talk about generational curses. And because of my mistakes, because of my disobedience, how God has poured into our life, and because of our disobedience, my descendants walking in lack forever. Says in 47, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. Therefore, you shall serve your enemies, whom the Lord will send against you in hunger and thirst and nakedness and in need of everything. And he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you. The Lord will bring a nation against you from afar. From the ends of the earth, as swift as eagles fly, a nation whose language you will not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which does not respect the elderly nor show favor to the young. And they shall eat the increase of your livestock and the produce of your land until you are destroyed. They shall not leave you grain, 
or new wine or oil or the increase of your cattle or the offspring of your flocks until they have destroyed you. They shall besiege you at all the gates until your high and fortified walls in which you trust come down throughout all of your land and they shall besiege you at all of your gates throughout all of the land which the Lord your God has given you. You shall eat of the fruit of your own body, the flesh of your sons and your daughters, whom the Lord God has given you, and the siege of the desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you. The wife of his bosom, and towards the rest of his children, whom he leaves behind, so that he will not give any of them the flesh of your children whom he will eat. Because he has nothing left in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you at all gates. The tender and the delicate woman among you. The tender and delicate woman among you. Who will not venture to set the soul of her foot on the ground because of her delicateness and sensitivity will refuse to the husband of her bosom and to her son and her daughters her placenta which comes out from between her feet and her children whom she bears for she will eat them secretly for lack of everything in the siege of desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you at all the gates. If you do not carefully observe all the words of this law that are written in this book, that you may fear this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, Jesus, then the Lord will bring upon you and your descendants extraordinary plagues, great and prolonged plagues, and serious and prolonged sickness. Moreover, he will bring back on all of you the diseases of Egypt, of which you were afraid, and they shall cling to you. Also, every sickness of every plague, which is not written in the book of the law, will the Lord bring upon you until you're destroyed. You shall not be left you shall be left in few number, whereas whereas you were as the stars in heaven in multitude, because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. And it shall be that just as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and multiply you, the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and bring you nothing. And you shall be plucked from off the land which you go to possess. In 64 it says, Then the Lord shall scatter you among all peoples, from one in the earth to the other. And there shall be, and there shall serve other gods, which neither you nor your fathers have known, wood and stone. And among those nations... You shall find no rest, nor the sole of your foot have any resting place, 
But there is a Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing eyes, and anguish of soul. Your life shall hang in doubt before you. You shall fear the day and the night and have no assurance of life. In the morning you'll say, oh, that is for evening. And in the evening you shall say, oh, that it were morning. Because of the fear which terrifies your heart and because of the sight which your eyes see. At last, and the Lord will take you back to Egypt in ships by the way which I have said to you. You will never see it again. And there shall be offered for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves, but no one will buy you back. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that as your children, that you give us a spirit of discernment and a spirit of obedience. Lord God, as many pastors walk on eggshells regarding the tithe and offering, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you pour out your spirit in us, that we walk in obedience concerning your fruit, the first fruit. Heavenly Father, I pray that all of us get revelation that the 10% tithe that we honor you, Lord, according to Malachi 3.10, that it truly ensures us as we sow fruit into the kingdom, that it increases our other 90%. Heavenly Father, we pray, Heavenly Father, for all the missionaries where we sow tithe and offerings at church that may be that they may be blessed, Heavenly Father, because of our obedience, Lord God. Heavenly Father, we live Deuteronomy twenty eight up to you, Lord God. We pray that you minister to us, Heavenly Father, as we pass through the narrow gates. Yes, Heavenly Lord. Father, walking in obedience. Your word says that you will lead the steps of a righteous man, the steps of a righteous woman. For all of those women in ministry, Lord God, I pray that you put a supernatural anointing on them, Father, that all hands they lay on the sick people in their ministry, Heavenly Father, that you pour out healings, that the blind eyes open, the lame will walk, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we just ask you that you give them all the fruits of the Spirit, yes, that they Lord. can walk in their ministry, Heavenly Father, throughout the kingdom, and that souls are saved, and that you may receive all the glory and all the honor in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know about y'all, but I got sweat running down my... I, got, I, I feel like go um, um, from the Potter House. T.D. Jakes, I got sweat running down my forehead. <laughs> uh, I mean, to tell you, the power of God is on me. Woo, dog. Hallelujah. Um, hallelujah. Wow. That's awesome. Um, That's good, uh, man. Put some more than it. That Deuteronomy 28 style. That's good. 
Deuteronomy 28. Let's go over to um, this uh, kind of, if we can, let's go look at um, uh, Leviticus. Um, you know, I, I bought this up the other day, and, you know, Leviticus 27, 31. Now, Jesus, as I tell everybody, you know, he even, um, he had a little bit of pawn shop in his blood, long shark, you know, um, uh, credit card company. He was all about the father's business. You know, me and my wife had this discussion one time. And the only way I won the battle is because I could use the word of God. Any other any other way than that, um, I would have lost the battle. Um, you know, we haven't been walking with the Lord our her life like everybody else has. And when Dr. Mike Simons used his son, Joshua, to stand in the gap and teach us on tithe and offering, we opened up four accounts a personal account, a tithe account, an offering account, and one for a 501c3, okay? We're still working on that. Um, And so I knew because of Papa Moses, he told me way long time ago that that when we get paid to honor the Lord with our tithe and offering, um, and he told me in Leviticus 27.31, he said, if a man wants at all to redeem any of his tithes, he shall add one-fifth to it. And concerning the tithe of the herd of the flock, of whatever passes under the rod, one-tenth shall be holy to the Lord. He shall not inquire whether it is good or bad, nor shall he exchange it. And if he exchanges it at all, then both it and the one exchanged for it shall be holy. It shall not be redeemed. Now, everyone can can place this in their life. We can all place it in our life to be in our circumstances. But if my wife gets paid on Monday every two weeks and for whatever reason she feels like she don't want to honor the Lord with our tithe at church the coming Sunday because in my church they do the tithe and offering on Sunday mornings that's it they don't do it on Wednesday they don't do it on Sunday night just on Sunday mornings if we don't honor the Lord with that tithe and offering the first Sunday and she wants to hold on to it and catch up on the following Sunday, then not only does she owe the Lord the 300, she owes him the 300 plus the 20%, which is 60. She owes now 360. And one time in our walk since we've been saved, my wife redeemed the tithe, and the Lord whispered in her ear, listen to your husband. Um... So, that's 
That's more than a pawn shop. That's, you know, some credit cards charge more than that. But Jesus is about the Father's business. So we have all of these great things added unto us because we are now walking with the Lord and we are heirs of the kingdom. We must ask ourselves, why will we not want to honor the Lord with the tithe and offering? If you're going to doubt anything in the Bible, don't don't doubt the blessings. Doubt hell. Okay? Now, let's go over to... Kind of skip it around a little bit. Let's go to Psalms. Let's kind of let's look look at what this says. Um, it's been a while since I've looked at it. Um, Psalms one twelve. Congregation is truly 
honestly, honoring the Lord. Kiva, hallelujah, God bless you. Um, a name like Kiva, I have to say that you serve the Lord. Hallelujah, I see you laying hands on the sick. I see them getting healed. I see you with missionaries in the field in the name of Jesus. Um, and, of course, these guys at Prayer International, we know their ministry. So we got five minutes left. I thank you for letting me share a little bit of my what the Lord put on my heart tonight. And I hope, I hope there may be somebody that got blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. We were blessed. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is hot tonight. Amen. I think I fired. Let me take you on a couple times. They got so hot. Praise God. I'm going to well, I'm gonna bring a fire extinguisher in the green room here. Yeah, we're gonna need one. <laughs> yeah, praise God. Well, thank you, brother. You know, Deuteronomy 28, man, that's uh, good stuff. Good stuff. You know, I like uh, I like having the balance. You know, the, the... sorry, I hit my mute button. The last few nights, uh, we've been kind of teaching some New Testament. But it's good to just have a balance between the new and the old, you know. And uh, that Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus, it's right on the money call. And, uh, you know, he's talking about obedience. The Bible says, if you be willing and obedient, then you shall eat the good of the land. And if you want to eat the good of the land, and if you want the blessings, and if you want to inherit the promises of God, you have to be willing. You have to have a willing spirit. But you also have to be obedient. You know, God says he requires obedience and not sacrifice. You know, the only sacrifice he wants is a broken spirit, a contract heart, a, a yielded, humble heart that's open and willing and obedient to his voice. And, uh, you know, I can't really add to God's word and there's not much more to say about, you know, Deuteronomy 28 except for, you know, Paul, as he read to uh, everybody tonight, clearly outlined, clearly defined, you know, God putting it out there black and white. You know, hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord. And with that being said, if you're going to hear God and obey God, then you need to make time to meditate on his word. You need to make time to listen to his Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. Because if you're not listening, how are you going to know what to obey? If you're not carving out time and making time for God in your life every day, how are you going to know whose voice to follow? So, you know, there's not much more to add to that. We've got a few more minutes on the show. Hey, Paul, why don't you just uh, speak a blessing over everybody tonight, or Sean, one of you guys, just speak a blessing over the people tonight, and let's go out in the spirit of prayer. All right, go for it, Paul. Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten Son, Jesus that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're not a man that you should lie, but the son of man that you should repent. That every word that comes out of your mouth shall go forth, Heavenly Father, and it shall prosper in the things that you sent it for. That it will not come back void. I thank you, Father, for the power that you give us. As it says in Acts 1-8 that Jesus said to him, But you shall receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and that you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and all of Judea, and Samaria, and to all ends of the earth. As we stand in the gap and act as the point of contact, Heavenly Father, on Prayer International, sowing our lives into the kingdom, Heavenly Father. Sowing our lives into the kingdom, Heavenly Father. And the dear brother of mine has always said, you know, God is raising up a prophetic generation of men and women who will sow their lives, who will sow their lives, who will who will commit their sacrifices into the soil of the kingdom, sow their lives through fasting, praying, and going to the uttermost parts of the earth, raising up their sons and daughters to take over the Holy Spirit to this generation. Heavenly Father, as we call out to Africa, we send your angels. Your, your word says that by salvation that we inherit the angels, the legions of angels, Heavenly Father. We send a God-positioning censor, and we broadcast, Heavenly Father. We ask you, Heavenly Father, that you send out your angels to Africa, to all of our loved ones, to all of our brothers and sisters, to all the missionaries, in the mighty name of Jesus, to you, God, be all the glory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, well, glory to God. Ross, you are listening to the Prayer International Radio. And uh, you can contact us at www.prayerinternational.org. Or you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Have a blessed night. All right, praise God.